All right, welcome back to the podcast on everything, episode 13, Movie Talk, with my guest, Stephen Taylor. He reached out to me. He loves movies. He's a big moviegoer. He probably loves movies as much as I like UNC basketball, which is <laughs> a lot. And just because I mentioned UNC basketball, they beat Duke a couple of days ago. I'm sure everyone was really excited for me about yeah. that. I know Stephen was. You were really happy about that. Yeah, and I've mentioned it for the last three days. So they were like the underdog, right? Like They like were nine-point no, underdogs. Like no one thought they were going to beat them? No, but also people didn't think that the best player in basketball was going to get hurt within 30 seconds. So that's how, that's how they won? Literally but, tore out a shoe. I don't think that's why yeah. they won, but I think that is 80% the major, why they won. Yeah. yeah, the best guy just like a... And they should have they should have talked to that Duke guy like you're you're going to play you're going to play right now like this game come on like get back like what, what was the injury like he he must uh, he tore his shoe and he hurt his knee oh, so they just baby they're like you're worth way too much money to come back just That's sit true. on the bench yeah. although tickets were five thousand dollars a piece we we're just looking at that earlier yeah just to go that see him play this is like six hundred dollars a second yeah but so is the, that since let's bring this awesome talk about unc yeah and movies yeah. is there any movie you would pay five thousand dollars to see <sighs> even in the past that you would go and be like i'd pay five thousand dollars to see so there is one um Everyone wants to. Everyone is like I'm a big DC fan, so um, right now the DC EU is kind of like in uh, in a catastrophic mess right now with directors and movies and tone and stuff. And I think that right now they're in the process of like recovering and actually sending out good movies. Like they released like Wonder Woman. And and Aquaman did really well, and and they're kind of getting away from like the whole like Batman versus Superman movie. But I think one movie I would really like to see pay five thousand dollars for um, would be another uh, Batman movie with Heath Ledger as the Joker. Like I wish like um, he was still around to do like a second Joker movie. I think like he he did such a great portrayal uh, of the movie or the the character. And yeah, I think I would pay five grand for for that just to, just to see that, like <laughs> just to see like a different storyline because there's so many great Batman and and Joker like stories that they could have done. And the whole like Christopher Nolan Batman movie was mostly original. Like it wasn't like most comic book movies are like based on comics, but this one was mostly original. I think like I think they definitely had some inspirations and stuff here and there. But yeah, I think the whole. Dark Knight was kind of like just based on Chris Nolan's Chris Nolan's like idea, like oh, this is what I think the Batman is. This is what I think the Joker should be, and it was really cool. So yeah, yeah, I didn't realize how good of an actor Keith Heath Ledger was until I saw Batman. Yeah, because I saw him in like everyone knew one when he was a kid, like Ten Things I Hate About You. I think uh, it was, was. I feel like everyone knew <laughs> him from Brokeback Mountain. Like that was like his like role, like the gay cowboy and stuff. So yeah, I feel like <clears throat> that's a movie I haven't seen yet. And yeah. I'll probably see it this year because I watch National Film Registry movies, which are pretty cool. But um, when it comes to like watching Brokeback Mountain, I've always been reserved. I'm like, is this going to make me uncomfortable? Or yeah. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I, I haven't seen either again because like I'm like, how far does this go? Like, how much do they show? So I mean, it, it'd be interesting. So. Um, 
But yeah, I think $5,000 for another Heath Ledger uh, appearance would be pretty sick as the Joker. Because um, right now, they are currently shooting a uh, Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. And I think I'm really looking forward to that. Um, he, uh, Joaquin Phoenix is a great actor. I love all the movies that he's in. And I think he can make a great Joker. Um, and Jared Leto, he was the last Joker from Suicide Squad. And everyone did not like him. And I honestly, I kind of liked him. I just think that um, his character's design was a little weird. It was a little too, like, edgy. And I think, like, um, uh, Jared Leto, he's like a method actor. So I think he went a little too deep into the character and went a little too far. Like, there's, like, some stories of, like, when he was, like, in character on set, like, sending people, like, rats in boxes, like, <laughs> dead rats in boxes, Jeez. you know, because he's, like, he's the Joker, he's crazy, and I'm, like, dude, that's kind of taking it too far, <laughs> so I think he kind of took the character a little too seriously, <clears throat> and I think that kind of broke the, the character, but I think he, overall, acting-wise, I think he could have been a good Joker if, if the director maybe gave him more guidance instead of just let him loose. But, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I have no idea what I'd pick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, I like you don't have a favorite school. actor. Like, There's favorite a lot actress. of old school actors and actresses that I am a big fan of. Um, let's see. Hmm. We'll come back to that because um, i got to look up what his uh, name is. Yeah. Um, I know his nickname, but I can't tell you exactly what his name is. His name is The Great Stone Face. Buster oh. Keaton, that's who it is. Oh, I just had to say it out loud. He's, yeah. he's a great stuntman. And he oh. did all these crazy stunts from like the 20s and stuff, jumping on um, trains and buildings. And you're like, oh my God, he like almost died. Like, yeah. I would pay to see like a movie I haven't seen of his. Man. Like, and just do some crazy stuff like they do now. Yeah. Like, um, have you seen Ungbok? No. The Thai Warrior? No. That dude does some amazing stunts. Tony Ja. Mm. I'd love to see Buster Keaton try to do some of those. I'd pay 5000 to see if people back in the day could do yeah. the stuff that like a Muay Thai champion can do. Yeah. It's really interesting with like stunt actors and stuff with, with the mm. series. Um, and I really respect like actors that can do their own stunts. Like, you know, obviously the big one that comes to mind is like Tom Cruise. Like he still does his stunts. Mm. Um, and then like, like, We'll talk about Mission Impossible, like the newest one, where he like messed up his leg doing like one of his crazy stunts, and I really respect him for that. And like he's like, it's uh, it's it's definitely like it takes you out, it takes it out of you, you know, like. Um, but I think if the actor does the stunts, it makes you more connected to the character, and it makes it a more realistic movie, which you know. Yeah, but, where they don't have to pan out. Yeah, but it's also so someone can do this I stuff. understand why actors don't want to do it because they don't want to risk their life, like you know, breaking a leg, and then they're out for like they can't shoot any movies for like five, six months. Like you know, it happens. So like they're very valuable. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So this podcast, we're going to go back and forth. I'm going to quiz Stephen on a few questions, Oscar-related, since the Oscars were coming up on Sunday. That's right. And he's going to go into a few topics that are really of interest to him. So let's see. I'm going to, I got a whole list of questions here. Yeah. Let's see how we do at the end. I am the ultimate the, movie buff. I know everything <laughs> and 
everything about All right. the Oscars. So anyone that has a movie buff, a movie buff, will know what year the Oscars started in. Obviously, <laughs> they started in nineteen forty-six, right after World War Two, baby. They're like, we just, we just beat Hitler. We uh, let's uh, have an award ceremony and. Uh, Give out some awards to these amazing movies. That is a great answer. And if I wasn't going to tell you that you were wrong and I moved on, I think people would buy it. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Like you know, winning the war. Let's like let's give some actors uh, some awards. So the first Academy Awards were 1929. Oh, I was close. I was like, yeah, it was ten <laughs> ish years. More it was, than that. It was right after another year, about 10 years back. Yeah. <laughs> right before a huge depression. Yeah. Um, well, after. Yes. Yeah. So, since you're such a good movie buff. Yes. I'm sh- and now, I'm really going to test it. Who was the host of that Oscars? Oh, well. A very famous actor. The, I mean, only the greatest. Do you the, need initials? Greatest, that help? <laughs> no, the greatest actor of the 1920s was obviously Douglas Fairbanks, which I did not cheat to get that <laughs> answer, because everyone knows Douglas and all his movies that he's been in. Yep. I know him as the guy from Zorro. And oh, he was in Zorro? Yes. Oh. oh. He was like really good with a sword, mm. so he just—I guess—he just played roles. Right. <laughs> he I, had to use a I mean, sword all the time. I guess that's kind of how actors were. Like yeah. they just took your skills and like, okay, I guess you're going to be the sword guy now. Yeah. yeah, it's like John Wayne when it comes to yeah. cowboy movies. Like you're such a good guy at shooting that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. And a badass, yeah. you're going to just be a cowboy for fifty of your films. Basically. Yeah. So Douglas Fairbanks hosted it. And I've actually seen some of these movies. Wings, which was about airplanes. It was mm. insane. One outstanding picture. Um, and it really came off because I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's 1927. Yeah. Because it's on the film registry and I have a decent memory. Hmm. So I don't know why it was able to be in 1929. And I'm not doing the research on that. I want to let. I mean, it was the first that. show, so they probably had yeah. to, like, get some older films to kind of, like, fill in the gaps, you know, like. Yeah. Because, you know, it's not like back then, like, they were cranking out movies left and right, that kind of technology. I mean, nowadays, we have, like, so many movies that, like, you, you can't even, like, go to the movies and watch every movie now. Like, so, I mean, unless you're, like, filthy rich but, yeah. and just have no time. Yeah, so this movie was so big back then. Um, adjusted for inflation, we're looking up right now, it was almost $29 million Wow. back in that time. That's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. How much does it say? How much it costs to to make like like? Because that's what I always like to see. Twenty nine like, million. It, um, it, yeah. it doesn't say how much they made yet. Yeah. But I know it was a really big deal back then. Yeah. Um, so like, how much it made like compared to like how much it costs, and then 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 like people don't really think about like yes, it cost that much money, but it didn't cost twenty nine million to just shoot the movie like that's also like advertising and stuff like think other factors and stuff like you know paying editors and all the other yeah. jobs and all the other small fees yeah. so yeah it doesn't say how much it grossed oh, which well, is a little disappointing i guess it's kind of hard to track back then <laughs> you know how much were movies back then you know 
like ticket sales. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, hey, let's go to the movie theater, and it's only it's a dime, <laughs> you know, like. Because now, like, movie tickets, like, an average, like, when I go to the movies, it's, like, $14, $15 um, just for, like, a regular mm. ticket. Not, e- not even the IMAX, like, 3D tickets. Those are, like, $17, and, and that's just ridiculous. Yeah. So since you brought up movie price, I yeah. think this is a great way to transition into what really um, made you excited last year mm-hmm. is you bought this thing called a movie pass. Yes. Yes. So why don't you tell us about the rise and fall of oh. MoviePass Boy, and kind of let, let people know who don't yeah. know what it is. So for anyone who didn't know what MoviePass is, it's still around today, I think. I don't really use it anymore. But basically, it was a subscription service. And um, I think originally when it first came out, it was originally $20 a month to see whatever movie you wanted. Basically, they would give you a plastic card, like a little credit card thing that had moved past, and you, you would use that card um, whenever you go to the movies, and you pay $20 a month, and you can see whatever movies you want. Uh, I think it was just un- unlimited. Um, Sounds but, awesome. Yeah, right? Because <laughs> like, like, you, like, you just need to see basically two movies, and you make your money back. And... and um, but then when uh, they started getting more followers, they actually ended up like they're like, hey, we're going to lower the amount of uh, the subscription down to nine ninety five or like basically like ten dollars a month. And that's like when I joined because I heard about MoviePass from this uh, this friend of a friend. They were like, hey, like um, I got this movie subscription thing. It's like twenty dollars a month to see unlimited movies. I'm like, okay, that sounds kind of sketchy. But then one of our coworkers, um, they were like, hey, like we got this thing, movie pass. I'm like, oh yeah, I heard about that. They're like, yeah, it's only 10 bucks now. I'm like, 10 bucks, that's even more ridiculous. And I'm like, this has to be a scam, right? They're like, no, like you, you get a card um, and you just go to the movie and you can see whatever movies you want. Um, the, I think the only restriction was you couldn't see the like the 3D IMAX. Like it was just like a regular okay. same screen. But still, like a ticket was fourteen dollars. If the, the subscription was only ten dollars, you're already making your money back after just seeing one movie. Um, so yeah. Now they did have some stipulations. We were looking up, like yeah. you had to be like a hundred feed 100 yards well yeah that was, that was kind of, that, that, yeah yeah, yeah. Was, that, so, was that a problem for, for not really because, like okay. um so there is an app that tied along with the the card you open up the app you select one like you select what movie theater you're going to and i really thought it was just going to be like oh it's only going to be select theaters like it's going to be some movie theater like miles and miles and down but there was just like a regal cinema uh uh movie place right next to my um, house and it's like five minutes down the road and they accepted the movie pass so you go to the app select the movie theater you go to and then select the movie that you want to see in the showing and then you have to like you show up to the movie theater a hundred feet to basically check in and sign in the app and it basically uses your GPS to make sure you're actually there Um, and yeah you just like use your movie pass credit card and it charges that card um, and then you get to see the movie um, there were some other restrictions too like it wasn't only the 3d um, movies I think it was also eventually they started adding more and more restrictions as more and more people uh, got onto the service because with ten dollars a month th- 
you were just telling all your friends to get this service because, like, you you would basically make your money back. Like, you could see like five movies for only ten bucks, and it was like an amazing deal. Like, basically too good to be true. And I knew that eventually MoviePass was probably gonna bomb eventually, so I just tried to milk it out as much as I could. So that's how I got into like watching so many movies like uh, last year and like the end of like 2017 as well was just because of I heard of this service. And I watched so many movies. It was ridiculous. I was going to the movies like at least like once a week. Just as, just like not even if I wanted to see a movie, just because <laughs> I could. Um, now when you go, um, I guess like we were looking up, they, the incentive for movie passes is you go and then you buy all the popcorn and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So were you doing that as well or were you just... Basically. I mean, <laughs> so like there were some times where I was like, no, I'm not going to waste my money because that's how they want me to. So I was like, I won't get popcorn and I won't get soda. But some movies are like two and a half hours long and you're just sitting there, no food, no drink, and you're kind of hungry. Like this happened to me when I watched uh, Star Wars um, Episode Eight. That was like one of my favorite movies that came out in 2017. And I watched it the first time I was like, I'm not going to buy any popcorn, any soda because I don't want to like give the movie theater any more money. Um, even though I'm already saving like four bucks already, <laughs> you know, trying to be as cheap as possible. But then I watched it through, sat through the movie and halfway through the movie, I was like, I'm starving. <laughs> so then the second time I decided to go see it again and I was like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta get some popcorn <laughs> and soda. So it kind of does work. I mean, I don't know about any other people's experience about, um, using the, the service, but I mean, whenever I went, it was just like. Most of the time, I was like, I'll just get a small popcorn and get a small soda. So I think it, it could work in theory. But most people, the reason I thought that MoviePass was going to fail was because I knew people. It basically gained, um, it went from a service that had about like 100,000 users to 3 million users over the course of a summer. Like not even a year, like in a few months, they like gained millions of subscribers. Um and they couldn't, like, you know, account for all these new users. So people, I knew people would cheat the system. So what happened was people would get the app and get pay $10 a month. But then they would um, start getting tickets for movies and start, like, selling them. Ooh. Like, hey, like, I got this, like, I can get, like, you want to see this movie? I'll sell it to you for, like, um, 10 bucks. Because they are only paying ten dollars a month for unlimited movies, but then they can start like selling tickets. Um, so then people like would sell tickets and then just leave. Um, so then they had like res more restrictions where like, hey, you got to stay um, like in the theater, and the GPS will track your phone to so make sure you you're actually. If you left, they know that like you didn't actually see that movie that you just sold a ticket whatever and then they even got more crazy where i remember for a short period they were like hey you need to take a picture of your ticket to prove that you bought the ticket and then you're also staying so they had like all these things to prevent people from like trying to cheat the system trying to sell mm -hmm. tickets um because they were basically losing money like all these people were getting yeah. uh movie sale tickets and it was crazy so eventually um they went from ten dollars to, for unlimited movies to $10 for like you can only see a movie once like you're not allowed to repeat movies or whatever um, and then they started putting restrictions on like when you could see movies especially for popular movies that like big blockbusters 
I remember there was a problem with when the Avengers uh, Infinity War came out because that was like the biggest like hyped movie of the year. Everyone was looking forward to it. Um, and when the movie came out, the movie pass subscription was like, hey, we like <laughs> you guys are watching like um, this movie like too much. Like we have to put restrictions on times on when you can see it. Basically, like, if you want to see it during, like, a a prime time, like, you know, 8, 8 p.m. on a Friday, you have to pay, like, basically regular movie price, like, $14, because that's, like, when everyone else wants to see it. But if you want to see it, like, on a Thursday at, like, 10 a.m., then we'll, we'll do the regular $10 price. And everyone was getting really frustrated because you were, like, $10 a month, but now you're adding all these extra charges and yeah. stuff because they realized they were like in the hole. Like they were already losing money, but um, it seems like they didn't think all of it through. Like, what order are people going to react and yeah. do once they have this? Like, yeah. the selling tickets is a super smart thing because you yeah. could price how many movies are going on at one time. Exactly. You like, you could make, <laughs> yeah, you could just be like, check, check, check. Uh, I'll see this yeah. movie, see this movie. And you'll, you'll only get charged $10 a month, but then you're making yeah. like 50, 60 bucks like a that, night. Yeah. Yeah. Every Friday. That's a, yeah. that's a good chunk of change. Yeah. And then once I, uh, yeah, once they realize that and then they had to keep doing all this other yeah. stuff. It's like, so when, when is it going to be beneficial for a person more like retired people? Yeah. Would be the only ones that would benefit. Like when you said Thursday, at like at 10 a.m. Yeah. That are going to be so able to use this. They, pass. They've like flip flopped their like models and stuff. They've used like right now. I think the current way is they have subscription plans where $10, you can see like three movies a month. So they even limited to like no more, no more unlimited. You can see three movies a month. For like ten bucks or something, and then for like like fifteen bucks or twenty bucks, like back to their old models, like you can see unlimited movies. But then they still have more restrictions. So now they have more plans. Um, and not every movie theater chain was actually on board with this with this uh, subscription service. Um, I know a big competitor was AMC. They're like one of the biggest movie chains, and they were like, "Hey, we don't like this model." Um, like. It, it's gonna it's gonna we're gonna lose money basically like they say that like you'll make money back from like people will visit restaurants and stuff near the area or they'll make money through like concessions but it's not gonna work um, so they backed out so you couldn't you go to an AMC movie theater and use movie pass um, and then AMC they started their own movie pass I was just gonna ask. <laughs> they were like you can see AMC movies for fifteen dollars but they were like you can see 3D, like, all the movies, like, the the real D, 3D kind of stuff. No restrictions at all if you go to the AMC theaters. And so they had that other stuff. But, yeah, it was, like, um, right now it's, like, I don't know if it's still viable, but it's still up and running. But it's it's crash hard. Like, a million, like, they started at 3 million, like, in the peak of the summer of, like, last year. But they've definitely, like lost like a good half of those subscribers just because of all the crazy changes and all these like yeah. things that they had because you sign up and then all of a sudden you get all these restrictions and mm. things and it's like yeah. well it's not worth yeah it, it's to too much it yeah it's too much now so yeah. it's not worth worth the hassle so. so like the future of this is like you said like amc mm. making their own so it's yeah. gonna be like grocery stores i feel like where you get your own ticket and you scan that and maybe you get discounts when you go so many times. Yeah. 
or you just pay like a fee. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to be interesting to see what happens with movies. Right. I mean, I feel like eventually all movie theater chains are going to go to the subscription model. Like I think yeah. Movie Pass has the right idea, but um, they it's kind of like uh, they were too like too smart for their own kind or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, and it's. Going, and I wonder if some places are going to have like premium seating. Like you're a part of our oh, VIP yeah. they, membership. I mean, they do that. You pay twenty yeah. a month. Yeah, you get these seats anytime yeah. you want at any movie, right. unless other VIP people are there. Yeah. So, are we saying that some places do that already? I think so. Well, I don't know if about seating, but they definitely do have VIP things. Like I know. Regal has like a, the Regal Crown Club or something, so it's like a club, and I think you can get discounts on movies and stuff after you uh, get a certain amount of tickets and stuff, and then you get discounts on the concession stand, so you get discounts on popcorn and soda mm-hmm. and stuff, and then you get like early like access to like early screenings and and other stuff. So there are already kind of subscription service, but never anything that affected the actual ticket price. Like, um, so I think that's where like the thing is because like. Fifteen dollars for a movie is like really expensive, but like I don't know, yeah. like it's kind of hard to think about like how how expensive they were back then, you know, and how much they've gotten. So. Yeah, and when you invest like two hundred million dollars in a movie, yeah, you want to make sure you get your money back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, you got to I mean, charge a little bit more. Yeah, and then there's also the convenience of like the movie theater, like that actually has to like present the movies and. Paying the staff and stuff, so there has to be small fees and stuff, which I kind of understand. But there were a lot of great movies this, like in or I guess last year for 2018 that I really enjoyed, um, and some of those are actually like nominated for the Oscars, which I'm really excited about. Mm. Um, so, so let's get into some of those. Yeah, but let's go back to some of these questions. Hit so me. I'm the we could say Oscar you're expert. maybe one for two. Whether you're Douglas Fairbanks. Because <laughs> I totally didn't cheat on that. So. Um, who has hosted the Oscars the most? Let's see. I believe it is... It has to be a comedian. Someone funny. That would, like, really... Um, who was... Uh, who was that one guy that hosted? It was... <laughs> it was... Um, Not, not Conan O'Brien. Oh, I can't remember. I don't know. I'll say some comedian. Who was it? So you're giving up? Yeah, I'm giving up. Bob Hope. Bob Hope. Oh, 18 yeah. times 18, in 38 wow. years. I could see Bob Hope. He hosted or co-hosted. Oh, okay. But eh, that, that still counts as hosting. Like, yes. even, yeah. So, so Bob Hope. He, was, he is a comedian. See, you got to get the funny people because, like, yeah, the the comedians are always they know what what jokes to hit, who to make fun of, uh, comedic timing for like all these shows. Yeah, they're they're the best people. Yeah, and yeah. we can talk all about comedians hosting. Yeah, and the controversy some of them cause. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> because they're comedians, they don't really understand what. Yeah, they're always what like, normal. Everyday people I understand they kind of have like their niche audience, yeah. and they make all the jokes for them. And right. then when they go to a broader audience, yeah. then they're they, like, "Oh, you don't like this comedy?" Yeah, um, they so. always like they always like hit some nerve for some group, and then it's like they're out. Yeah. yeah, but then you also have people that 
don't understand comedy exactly. that are hosting that are trying to be funny. Yeah. And, and then it's always fall flats. It, it always sucks. Yeah. So I was looking up some of the most controversial Oscars. Mm. Um, the host from the last, just the last 10 years. And some of these are interesting. Yeah. The first one is Chris Rock, who I thought hosted the most. Oh. I thought he did it like a ton of times. It was him or Billy Crystal. But apparently it's Bob Hope that mm. did it the most. <coughs> and let's see if, let's see how you handle this. Oh, okay. So this happened in 2005. Yeah. He, uh, he brought three children of Asian heritage mm. on stage and called them accountants. Nice. And then he followed up by saying, if anyone's upset by that joke, just tweet about it on your phone. That was also made by these kids. <laughs> wow. Dang. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's not wrong. Like, <laughs> like, so it's like, damn, you're offended by <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Might as well tweet on the phone that these people made for you. Because, yeah. like, some of the, yeah, some of those uh, Chinese fa- factories are, like, crazy. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean. He, uh, he, a letter went to the Oscars protesting oh. that joke. Um, is that too far or is that acceptable no, I in think, the Oscars? I mean, I don't know what the kind of climate was for like, two, what was it? 2005. Yeah, 2005. Like, I don't, like, I don't know if there was kind of like a deeper meaning behind that, but I mean, honestly, I thought that was kind of funny. So <laughs> I would, yeah, if I saw that at 2005, I would have thought that was hilarious. So approved? Yeah, yeah. If I saw that now, like, if I saw that as a kid, I probably wouldn't understand. But, yeah. <laughs> All right. So we'll go back to some of those controversies and see if they're okay or not. There's one I really yeah. want to talk about. Okay. Um, the most yeah. Oscars ever. Who has won it? And you got to think about this. Mm. Really interesting. It, like, Blue Mon is like, huh. Really? That's how that person got so many. Makes sense. Hmm. I want to say... I want to say it's James Cameron for, like, directing. Or, like, for, like, all his movies. Like, is that a director? I want, my guess is James Cameron. I feel like he's won so many awards. You're wrong again. Dang. It is Walt Disney. Oh. Right? It's like, really? What? <laughs> no. 26 Academy Awards. Oh. Well, like, he, like, come on. He didn't oh. really. <laughs> like, he doesn't deserve those awards. Like, oh, I don't know. I, I guess. Oh. I mean, on, I guess Walt. he has the distinction like, of the most, but I, I just, feel like there should be an asterisk next to that. Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel I can't imagine him in his little cryo tank uh, <laughs> holding all those awards, like, yeah, no, that that's not fair. Like <laughs> tw- Walt Disney. So, what actress has won the most Academy Awards? Actress? I don't really know. To uh, trying to think of her. Just a hint. We're probably going to talk about them later. Hmm. Um, I want to say like someone really popular, like Meryl Streep. Like she's great, right? She is great, but she is not the correct answer. Dang it. Catherine Hepburn. Oh. She's won four. Wow, that's the most? Well, for best actress. Okay. Mm. Uh, Morning Glory. <coughs> Dang, that was 1932. Mm. Guess who's coming to dinner in 67? I've seen that. It was really controversial at the time. Really? Because she's bringing a black male home oh. to a white Especially family. Especially, yeah, during the 60s. It was like Sidney Poitier uh. and the like. He was like this really distinguished doctor, I believe. Huh. So, wow. good for her. Yeah. yeah. So I can see how she won that. The Lion in Winter, which mm-hmm. I've never heard of, and On Golden Pond. 
which I've also never heard of. Mm-mm. Nope. Um, let's see. The most that an actor has won. Mm, actor, actor. I gotta go like far back. Like I feel like I want to say it's like a current actor, but like the most, I guess it has to be like someone like. Hmm. That's a three-way tie. Three-way tie, you say. So it's three actors, really. So yes. I, have, I have three chances <laughs> like, to get it right. Uh, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I remember when everyone was like, you know, he wants his Oscar, but he finally got it. Um, I want to say... Hmm. Robert De Niro. No. Dang it. Who was it? It is Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, okay. He's a good it actor. It is Jack Nicholson. Oh, Jack Nicholson. I, I completely, yeah. I forgot, like, I, I only knew Jack Nicholson from, like, the the Batman, like, when he did the Joker, but I forgot, like, he was in, he was popular. In The Shining. And yeah. Oh, he yeah. goes back a lot. Yeah, he's, like, really well, yeah, I should have guessed that. Yeah. And then he did the one, like, A Few Good Men, I think it was, where he's like, you can't handle the truth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had to win one for that. And a guy named Walter <clears throat> Brennan. Who? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, okay. Somehow yeah, I knew the first done a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. I mean, yeah. All right. I mean, the Oscars have been around since the 20s, so. 1929. Yeah. We learned that earlier. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Um, so, you really know your movie history. Oh, Yeah. I'm 100% expert in the movie um, industry. You know, um, I know all the insider secrets. Um, so why don't you fill us in on some of your favorite 2018 movies? Yeah. And some of them that may win Oscars this year. Um, so, I'm just going to preface that I've seen, I think, one 2018 movie, and that was Black Panther. Okay. So, so we, I yeah, really so can't... Black Panther was... <laughs> Definitely good. I, I enjoyed Black Panther. Um, and it's actually up for Best Picture. Um, and we were talking about this earlier, that it's the first comic book movie to be up for um, uh, Best Picture. Award. Um, and I think, it, honestly, I don't think it deserves to be in Best Picture. Um, like, it was a standard comic book movie like yes I thought it was actually really good like um everything from like the costume design and uh the um the actual story itself was like actually better than normal Marvel movies like the villain was actually interesting um you actually cared about it and um but I think they I want to say they put it up for base best picture was just because of the sheer amount of money that it made. And I don't know if, like, I guess that's one factor in in determining the best picture. Like, oh, yeah, it made the most money, so maybe it should get best picture. But I feel like best picture should encapsulate, like, real, actual, like, cinematography. Um, uh, what's the word? Like, action. 
Yeah. I kind of am in the same agreement. And we do this with Grammys and other stuff, too. It's like, just because yeah. it sells the most, yeah. it must be the best. Like, and that's not always the case. Yeah. Like, like if we do that with food, then we're going to be saying McDonald's is the best ex- food exactly, in the world. Yeah. Like, you can't, you can't just say something's the best just because it sells the most. Like, you know, um, and I think with all the hype around Black Panther around kind of like the social aspect of it too um, kind of drew it in to becoming so popular which I I understand but I don't think we should hold that on a pedestal for best movie just because it has those things like it's great that it does um, but that doesn't make something uh, the best movie I think um, seeing um the best screenwriting and the best um, acting and best editing coming all together. Sorry. <laughs> best, um, like all those things coming together in one cohesive movie should make something best movie. And like, if you take everything um, away from Black Panther um, and just uh, see it as like a regular comic book movie, it's like, Yes, it's above other comic book movies, but it's really just a good comic book movie and not best picture. So that's, I mean, that's my sense. That's probably, like, really unpopular. I'm sure, like, a lot of people are going to be rooting for that movie to win best picture. Um, Yeah, it has some good competition. Um, There's some of these movies that I really want to see, like Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. I'm really interested in seeing that. So, <laughs> so yeah, I saw that, and then I saw a review of it. It was a, like okay movie. Like um, the the actor of uh, Rami Malik, uh, he's a great actor. I loved um, him in. He does a TV show called Mr. Robot, um, and he, I think he's a great actor. He's um, up for best actor too. Yeah, he is, and um, I don't think he, so. We'll talk about best actor a little bit later, but with Bohemian Rhapsody specifically um apparently they made a bunch of stuff in the movie that didn't actually happen in real life um like like it wasn't based um, on an actual event like they just yeah like like you know like the whole movie is like a biopic right like of like how the band met how they became super successful and and like but there are a bunch of like scenes in that movie like that i was watching a review for that turned out to be completely like not true um like the whole origin of how they actually met like in the movie like I'll just like say use this one example because it's early in the movie um in the movie um the way that the the band meet, meets um is they um um Rainy basically goes to the the one of the band like the band's like concerts um, before he became the lead singer and he was like he goes to one of their shows and then after the show he's like I want to be in your band and they're like cool you're now our lead singer <laughs> but apparently in real life they actually <laughs> well yeah that and also apparently they actually were roommates before like they like um, they like knew each other like they the movie makes it seem like they were complete strangers and like they just met they're like hey I want to be in your band and they're like okay but they were actually roommates before like um, they they started the band so they they had their own band they were roommates together and then he was like hey I want to be the lead singer and they were like cool like you know we already know you like you know so and there's like other examples like how they just like made up stuff because like the real history is kind of boring. Like they gotta make it kind of more exciting for like a movie. 
Um, but I wonder if they should have just started it at a different scene than showing them how they formed if it's well, boring. Yeah. I'm already ready as like a group. Yeah. But having having that yeah. scene where they like think that like, oh yeah, like he, they don't know each other at all. Like, you know, and then they like meet, like it's like fate, you know, that they, <laughs> that they meet. Um, and they're like, yeah, like, you know, I'm going to be like, look at this guy strolling in, like t- talking about how he wants to be our lead singer. He's ballsy. We'll let him in our band, even though, even though like they're actually roommates in real life and they already <laughs> know each other. So kind of just takes away from it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, so yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody, that's uh that's an okay one. Uh, what else is up for best picture? Uh, Black Klansman. So that's directed by Spike Lee, right? Mm-hmm. So I love Spike Lee movies, but I haven't right. seen many recently no. that he's done. Yeah. So I don't know like if he's still as great as what he used to be in my eyes. Yeah. I mean he was up for best picture. Uh-huh. And he's got a lot of recognition. Yeah. So I'm assuming this one is really good. I think Obama put it down as his favorite movie of the year. If that oh, means really? anything, which it probably shouldn't because he's mm. just another person. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, I don't know his like yeah. film buff history. Like, does he know about <laughs> the first Oscars ever? Yeah. So, yeah, we can't take yeah. his words Do you know seriously. about Douglas Fairbanks? Yeah, exactly. The first time? Like, we can't trust his opinion. Yeah, I do want to see Vice because yes, like, Christian I, Bale is great exactly. as an actor. Yes, I do want to see Vice. I haven't seen it yet, yeah. but I've heard a lot of good things. Yeah. So I think my prediction for, I think, who's going to win Best Picture is, honestly, I really think that Black Panther might win just because, like, of like the social impact mm-hmm. and like um, everyone wants to root for this movie, um, but honestly, I kind of hope that um, either Vice win. Um, I think maybe Roma should win. I, I saw Roma and it was actually really good, mm-hmm. and that was like actually a Netflix movie, which Netflix has been really uh, been. Uh, putting down some actually good original movies and also like you know TV shows but mostly their movies that like, they actually have been putting some good stuff out yeah, like, recently. Only, yeah, the only Netflix movies I've seen have been comedies. Oh, yeah. So it's been like the Adam Sandler ones. Oh, or yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. Or the ones with the workaholic guys. But I do yeah. need to branch out and I will have to check Roma out. I know they've made like a huge... Huge campaign spending about $25 million to promote Roma to win the Oscars. Mm-hmm. So it should be interesting to see if it does win. Because um, it's not like not been in the movie theater. Like, that'll be a first. And then what's going to happen after that? Like, how many of these subscription services are going to have, have these like, movies yeah. like winning Oscars and stuff like that? Right. So I know Netflix actually just recently joined this, like, um, I don't know what the name is called, but like they joined like this filmmakers guild, basically. Mm-hmm. Like it's like um, these well-known movies um, or these movie companies, and they're kind of like part of this like club. And Netflix is like the first like digital company to join like this like guild, like this like club or whatever. And it really shows like where we're going with like film in general like just like mm-hmm. you know slowly moving into like this kind of online streaming kind of world where you know like you can see these these uh big blockbuster movies like a week after they release on netflix or or um 
or Netflix themselves will just make an original movie that's up mm-hmm. for best picture and then you know so so yeah so you think this is ever going to wipe away movie theaters or movie theaters will always be there? I don't know I mean I think we're definitely a long way from that but, <laughs> but I was um, thinking like 80 years in the future like what yeah. are you going to do with Batman and it's like scene <laughs> exactly I mean the whole reason like yeah. that movie theaters are doing all these like movie subscription things is because they've been losing yeah. money on movies for years and and they're losing because of things like Netflix. I mean, even going all the way back to when Blockbuster was a thing, like French movies and stuff, and then Netflix and Hulu and all these other streaming services where you can just pay a few bucks a month to watch so many movies. So, like, why would you want to go to the movie theater when you can just wait for it to come out on Netflix or whatever? Or, you know, or just yeah. rent it in your like, home. Yeah. It's more convenient. Yeah, what we did growing up is we were just waiting a year and watch it on HBO when it released. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, so it's been yeah. around for a while. Um, all right, let's go to a few more questions. Mm-hmm. Hit me, hit me. Let's go. Who's the better actor in your mind, James Gandolfini or James Cagney? Well, I know this is a tough one for you because yes, because <laughs> before we actually uh, started airing, I did not know either of those two names at all. Mm. So I'm going to go with the latter. James Gandolfini, he was yeah. Tony Soprano. James Cagney, I think he go. started the unions for actors and actresses. Oh. Because he had a scene in which he got shot at. And I think he, it was like a real bullet or something. No and he was like, what the hell? So Dang. he wanted to change change it up. But he is a fantastic actor. Good for and him. And I think you should definitely check him out. Um, yeah. All right. Harry Potter Oscars. Mm. Over under seven and a half Oscar wins. Oh, man, I mean, they were so popular, but I mean, I can't think of like how many they actually won. See, I feel like this is a trick, and like just because they were so popular, I'm gonna say that they were over seven and a half, but I'm gonna say they were actually under seven and a half. Correct. I knew it. Yes. They were nominated twelve times. They won zero. Wow, <laughs> zero, dang. I was reading that and I was like, holy yeah. crap. Like, Cause they were like, they were a powerhouse. Like I remember when I was a kid and still watching the originals, like uh, when they would come out in theaters and um, I saw like the, uh, I think it was like the Half Blood Prince or, or no, 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 it was uh, the Goblet of Fire. Yeah, I saw the Goblet of F- Fire um, on an IMAX and it was with like my grandparents and my sister and it was my first time ever seeing an IMAX and we were like you know like we bought our tickets last minute so we, like we were all the way up front but the screen was so big like it it was it was massive and we were so close like the sounds were like just blasting my ear and I was like going deaf it was just like crazy like this experience uh, I'll never forget that uh, that experience of going to to the movies and seeing Harry Potter, but yeah, I'm yeah that makes sense. That, um, it probably like got a bunch of nominations for like costume design and maybe acting here and there, but like you know they were children's movies. Like no one really took them seriously, probably. Yeah, and I was like at the age right before they came out, I was like too mature and too cool to watch. Them. Oh yeah, so no, I, I was the I was the ripe age. <laughs> I was the perfect age, like yeah, for that whole wizard. 
this. But I never got deep into it. Like I was never like, "Ooh, what's your school or whatever?" Like, "What's what's or uh, like, are you a Ravenclaw or a Gryffindor?" Uh, apparently, I'm actually a Gryffindor, which doesn't. I always thought I was like a Ravenclaw, <laughs> uh, just based off my personality and based off other people that I know who like tell me that they're Ravenclaws. I'm like, my personality is similar to yours. I feel like I'm. But apparently, like, I took that Pottermore quiz to see what house you're okay. going, yeah. and I am technically a Gryffindor. So, and to con- double confirm it, I went to uh, Universal for the first time uh, last year, and we went to the Harry Potter thing, like, where you can see all the shops and stuff, and there's a thing where you can get, like, a chocolate frog, like, from the movie or whatever, and it comes with, like, a little holographic card, and they're all, like, random, like, you can get, like, a one from Gryffindor, one from, like, Southern, and they're, like, famous characters, and I got a holographic card of, like, the Gryffindor, like, headmaster so i'm like oh i guess i you know i picked this chocolate i guess i am a gryffindor so but i don't really see myself as one but loved harry potter as a kid (laughs) um yeah i I don't know which one i would be i should take the test yeah and then they have another test party you find out what your uh, patronus is like what animal it is like you know like like the owl yeah so i haven't done that one but I feel like I would love a bear because that's just my well, favorite animal. Would it make you really disappointed if it's like an like an animal you absolutely hate? Oh, that would suck. Like, well, oh, you got really, a robin. You might really. No, <laughs> I mean I don't really hate any animals. Like maybe, I mean I kind of have a fear of spiders. So if it was a spider, that would kind of like scare me. So There's, I wonder how many can you have? Is it like a they're list like, of like they're really specific? Specific? Yeah, animals? they're really specific. Okay. Like. Like, it's, like, these, like, breeds of birds and stuff. Like, it's not, like, oh, like, a hawk. It's, like, uh, like a rat-catching white-tailed hawk or something. Like, it's, like, really specific. And so I feel like they have, like, a bunch of combinations of based off what answers you pick. Um, and then they have, like, all sorts of animals. Like, you can have, like, a mouse. You can have, like, an elk. You can have, like... And they even have, like, mythical creatures, like a unicorn and other stuff. So you can even get creatures like that. Dude, I want a phoenix. That'd be, that'd be <laughs> sick, yeah. I totally want a phoenix. Mm. Um, so, yeah. All right. Next question. Next question. Number of Asian... People of Asian descent to win Oscars. Fourteen and a half. <sighs> Fourteen. The reason why I bring this up is because this is something you should know. Right, because I am an Asian-American, so yes. obviously I know everything about <laughs> Asian-American culture, obviously. You, um, you can see right here, um, we have it listed. You cannot see the actual answer, but for Beck's picture, yeah. they just refuse to let them win. Yeah. They just get nominated um, and don't win. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that makes sense. Like, the whole Asian-American... Uh, um, Asian Americans in film has always been rough because, like, they, well, in the early days, like, I was watching a a video on, like, uh, actors that would basically portray um, Asian Americans or basically just, like, Asians um, in, in movies, and they would win all these awards, you know, but they were, like, white actors basically just doing yellow face and they're like, oh, yeah, like, you know, and, um, like, so, and then, uh, so they, there was always that, and then there was all, like, 
you know, nowadays, like, you hear about, like, things like whitewashing with, like, you know, all these, like, um, characters or all these movie franchises that have, like, Asian uh, uh, characters, but then they cast a white actress or, like, a white actor, um, and they just pretend that they're Asian. Like, I remember Emma Stone, she was supposed to be, like, this Hawaiian girl, but, and she's like, oh, yeah, like, I'm Asian, but, you know, <laughs> Emma Stone, really, like, and then, uh, biggest thing I remember. Didn't they do that with Matt Damon recently in a movie? I want to say, It was, yes. like, had to do with the Great Wall of China. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 but, like, yeah, yeah, so, like, yeah, there was, like, this movie, like, this weird, like, um, Asian movie with, like, this army trying to fight evil, blah, 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 and the main actor, like, is Matt Damon, this white guy, like, talking to all these, like, Chinese, um, uh, soldiers, like, we're gonna win this, and I'm gonna be in charge, and I'm gonna tell you what to do, I'm like, it's whatever, um, but I don't really care about that, it's just, like, um, I think we do have Asian American actors that, like, are good enough, like, they always say, like, we, like, you know, they use the excuse that, like, oh, yeah, we just want the movie to do really well, so we want to hire a really good actor or actress so then they can bring in that money for the movie to do so, so successfully. Um, so that's what they, that's the excuse that they use with Scarlett Johansson in the Ghost in the Shell movie, which is a very popular um, uh, anime uh, movie from Japan, um, and using Scarlett Johansson for a Japanese woman instead. They were like, oh yeah, like, you know, we were gonna hire a uh, Japanese actress, but we thought Scarlett Johansson, she's like a great actress, and I think, you know, you know, and also, like, they said having her name will bring in more money, like, just because, like, like, not, not, uh, people won't go to see a movie with a Japanese actress for a Japanese movie. They want to see, oh, Scarlett Johansson. They love Scarlett Johansson, so they'll see that. Yeah. So it also brings up, like, art. Like, the question of art. Yeah. Like, are they making these movies to make money, or are they making it to create art? Right. I mean, you and, know, there are always directors yeah. that want to create a piece of art, you know? Like, you're more, like, indie directors and stuff that don't really care about money. Like, the kind of the budget house movies. And then there are, like, the big uh, uh, blockbuster uh, movies that are, like, yeah, like... You know these companies that are like, yeah, we don't care. Like, we'll we'll make this much money. Like, it, it's fine if people call us racist, whatever, because we're gonna make twelve million, twenty million dollars. You know, on, yeah. on on American tickets alone. You know, so it's whatever. But I think now, like, people are kind of calling that out more, and it's becoming more um, shamed upon to kind of do this. So like. I've been seeing more movies with more people of color, which I think that's cool. You know, it's always mm -hmm. good to have diversity and, you know, show a wide range of uh, backgrounds and stuff, um, which is always a positive. Yeah. Um, the thing that, so you and I are kind of in the same boat, because what annoys me is when they do, like, biblical stuff mm -hmm. and they get white people <coughs> yeah. of, like, yeah. British descent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Playing all the people yeah. in the Bible. I'm like, no, this is not true. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. It is fr it's frustrating to see, and I do think it's going to eventually change because people aren't really going to those movies that mm -hmm. are doing that now. Yeah. Because they're kind of like, a, it's like kind of in bad taste now, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a whole, like, 
basket case there. <laughs> we, we could, you know, spend another podcast just talking about, like, racing and movies and stuff. Yeah. Alright, so how many Oscars do you think people of Asian descent have won? Over-under is 14 and a half. Mm, definitely lower. Like, I want to say, like, I want to say, like, three. Maybe actually two. Alright, so are you taking the under? Yeah. This under. includes, like, cinematography and all that, too. Mm. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I thought it was just, like, acting. Uh, we like, can do just acting. Um, if it's acting, we'll bump it down to three and a half. <laughs> uh, well, uh, we can do both. I, I stay, no, I stay with my answer. I feel like Asian Americans will probably not get any credit. Alright, let's see. Ben Kingsley. Oh, he's the only one that's ever been nominated for Best Actor. So mm. that's one. That's one, Gandhi. Yeah. That was a good movie. Mm. Um, which is interesting. Um, because I knew it was really good back then, but I didn't yeah. know it was like, good enough to win. Here we go. Alright, so we got one. Best Supporting Actor. Two. Best Supporting Actress, three. There's uh-huh. a lot of nominations and very yeah. little victories. Yeah, a lot. I see a lot of red. Four or five, Brokeback Mountain in oh, Life of Pi. Ang Lee is a beast. Oh, Look yeah. at him. Yeah, I think one, two out of three. three. Yeah. Doesn't win for Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Mm. So we got five. Red, red, oh, red, <laughs> red, red. Six, seven. He won in The Rose Tattoo in 55. Mm. So seven, eight, nine, ten. You're already wrong. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Oh. Oh. Wow. And we could keep going. Yeah, I didn't think about it. I thought it was just... Then they do original songs and... Well, well, yeah. I mean, good for them. Yeah, but good when it comes them. to actors and actresses... Yeah, no, yeah. It's that very is, limited, which yeah. is like the big thing. That and Yeah, that I think. But I mean, movie isn't ju- movies aren't just about acting. Like, there's a million other things. So I think that's great that there are other achievements for Asian Americans in the movie industry besides just acting. But I would like to see more Asian American actors... Um, in movies, which would be cool. Um, All right, so ready? Al Roker or Al Pacino? Al Pacino. <laughs> yeah. That was a good question, but Al Pacino was fantastic. Yeah. All right, now, your 2019 Oscar predictions, which I'm sure everybody has been waiting for. And if yes. not, get prepped, because it is going to be a doozy. Yes. Steven has been waiting to say this for so long. So ready? Yes. Best picture goes to uh, Black Panther. Best director. Spike Lee. You know you can bet these online too. You really? So I'm gonna see what odds you have. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And bet them. Best actor. Best actor, definitely Christian Bale for uh, dictating advice. Yeah. Actress. Actress. Um. I say. Uh. Glenn Coase. And finally, animated, which is what you love. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm a big animated. Uh, film fan so my pick is definitely Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and it's already won a bunch of awards already so I think like that's the one I'm 99% confident will actually win um, that's actually my 
top movie of 2018. It came out super late in the year. I want to say it came out in December of 2018. So basically right at the edge of uh, 2018. But I saw it like five times. And everything from the visuals to the sound design, like the music choice that they made, um, to the character development, to the animation, everything was amazing. Like if I could pick Spider-Man... Uh, into the Spider-Verse as Best Picture. Like, if it was nominated, I would, like, choose that as, like, Move of the Year. Because <laughs> it was just so good. And I think the reason it made it so good was because they took an already popular franchise of Spider-Man and they they did such a good way of um, being kind of, like, making fun of itself. Like, kind of yeah. making fun of, like, superheroes in general and making fun of Spider-Man in general. Um, but also creating like um, these interesting stories of all these other variations of Spider-Man, um, and even in, somehow like the whole idea of the Spider-Man movie was basically that you know there are Spider-Man from different universes and they all come together and you know uh, take out this bad guy and basically it's the same uh, backstory but slightly different you know like how uh, Peter Parker loses Uncle Ben and stuff and how he becomes a superhero. And it's just slightly different. Um, but then the main character, Miles Morales, is is uh, this like kid. And he um, eventually becomes... like He gets bit by the radioactive spider, just like you know every other Spider-Man. And he's learning how to become Spider-Man. Like he, it's kind of like an origin story, but it's like a fresh take. And um, and even like when they do his uh, like actual uh, origin story of like how like like you know his moment of like I won't spoil it, but like his moment of like where where he really becomes Spider-Man. It's still like somehow they still make it original and new. Like, and not just, like, a copy of, like, every other Spider-Man. So, I think everything from that movie was amazing. And I think it's number one. But there are definitely a lot of movies this year that I'm looking forward to. So, so why don't you give us your top three? Top three. Um, definitely. Uh, I heard, I think the Joker movie, uh, like I mentioned earlier with Joaquin Phoenix, is, yeah, it's supposed to come out. Uh, this year, October 4th. That's the release date. Um, I'm really looking forward to that with just Walking Phoenix and how he his portrayal of the Joker. Um, I'm really excited for the conclusion of Star Wars um, Episode 9. I was a huge fan of Episode 8. I know that a lot of people did not like it. It was very controversial. Um, but I I loved eight and everything kind of the choices that they made for eight and basically kind of uh, made it fresh. Um, yeah. I like so. I like the first one that they Disney made and mm-hmm. I haven't liked any of them since. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. They, they, like the the solo movie, um, the Han Solo movie that came out I think last year, um, and that kind of did poorly. Um, and I I wasn't a big fan of that. Um, they've been trying to crank out these like. 
Star Wars movies every year, like a main Star Wars movie and then a side Star Wars movie every year. Yeah. Um, I guess just they're watering it down. Exactly, too much. and I think they learned after Han Solo is like, hey, we got to take a break. Like, we got to yeah. actually take time to create these movies because you know it's such a big franchise. But so Star Wars Episode Nine, The, the Joker. Joker, and then um, probably. Is that Pikachu that I see? <laughs> yeah, I was, like, was going to look at So there's a, a live-action Pokemon movie coming out called Detective Pikachu. And it's, like, based... I don't know if it's based on a game or if it's based on, like, an anime series, but it's basically where Pikachu, like, a Pikachu becomes a detective and helps this cop um, solve this uh, crime, and I think involving his father. Um, and it's a live movie with, like, 3D-rendered Pokemon. And that's kind of the trend. Like the Lion King movie is coming out this year with like the CG, like like you know live action uh, animals. Even though they're all CG created, because like the Jungle Book movie was such a big success, and all these like um, animated like CG m- movies with animals are becoming so popular. So there, and just Disney in general, they're basically recreating the the original classics and making them like new so aladdin yeah that's something that i'm i'm looking forward to seeing if this is going to be successful or or not yeah Yeah. it's really interesting because like it's kind of heads or tails like you don't know where it could fall um i think but if it is successful they have like a whole bunch of movies ready exactly yeah they already had the catalog you know then they're not even trying something new with like you know, using the characters and creating a new story, they're basically just rehashing the same old story, but just like with like a new touch of graphics. That's mm-hmm. what they did with uh, the Cinderella movie, and that's what they did with Beauty and the Beast. I mean, yeah, they added new songs, but it's literally the same exact story. Like even some scenes, like if you see the original animated movie and then like the new movie, the new live action movie, they're really just like copying the scene and just acting it out. Um, so I guess that could be good. I mean, if it makes them enough money, um, and yeah, so those are like some movies I'm really looking forward to. Um, so what was your third yeah. one that you, uh, oh, my third one, uh, probably it chapter two that I think is supposed to come out this year. And when the first movie, uh, it came out, uh, I loved it. I never saw the original it, uh, Back when it was directed by Steven Spielberg, right? Um, yeah, I never saw the original, um, but I saw this movie, and I thought it was so great. Uh, like, it's hard to do something. It's hard to do a movie with child actors and make it good, but those child actors were amazing. Yeah, I've seen the Spielberg, but I haven't seen the new one. Yeah, this one definitely good. Yeah. I'll um, check it out because I love Spielberg's until yeah. the ending, and I was like, "What the hell was this?" Yeah. So I want to see this movie what's, was great, what's and it generally kind of scared me. <laughs> like there were definitely mm-hmm. some scenes, but uh, yeah, there's like a bunch of movies. Um, I mean, I'm just looking at this. Like, it's kind of hard to like say like what movies for 2019 I'm looking forward to because like they actually have to announce them and they actually have to like you know come out. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes like they announce a movie and then it's like, oh, we're pushing it back to 2020 or 2021. Like with Wonder Woman 2, everyone's been looking forward to that. I think it was supposed to come out this year, but then they pushed it back to 2020. Um, just because the director, Patty Jenkins, so it was like, we just need some more time working on the movie, which she could take as much time as she needs. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think if you do that and it's a flop, people are going to be really 
over the franchise. Yeah. So I think Duke definitely taking the time is going to probably make it better, but you don't want to lose the steam. Yeah, that's Have yeah. You don't want to wait too long. That, that flop, right? Because yeah. people are going to forget about it. Yeah, so. like yeah, like I know artists do that all the time when it comes to music. Mm-hmm. They disappear yeah. for like five years and they come out yeah. and like, well, we're we're kind of over things. You know, we're, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, this this, this music is. Is it's kind of dated, yeah, yeah. So it, mm. it could go either way. So mm. yeah, there's a few movies that I'm looking forward to. Can't wait, and yeah. Mm. So we have three questions left for you. Shoot, Robert Redford or Robert De Niro? Robert De Niro. He's he's great. I love him in Harry movie. He's he can do comedy. He can do dramas. He can. He's you know, amazing. He's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That's the thing. Same thing with Al Pacino. By the way, I did three Italian Americans. <laughs> yeah. All gangsters. <laughs> yeah. You know. hey. um, Audrey Hepburn or Catherine Hepburn? Audrey. She, yeah, we talked about her earlier. Yeah. She was great and she was so gorgeous. And, yeah, yeah. She, They're both she amazing. Wonderful. Yeah, and that's true. Yeah. The thing is, like, whatever one you prefer, mm-hmm. you know, like, no one yeah. can make a, a, like, an argument. Mm-hmm. They were both the great. Yeah. All right. Most nominations ever for a film. And also, who <sighs> won the most? I want to say. Uh, most nominations and who won the most. I think I actually do know uh, who won the most. All right. Is it the Titanic? It is. They have 11 wins. The, the Titanic? Yes. Unless another, unless something yeah. else won 11 for 11, which I no, have. No, yeah. Know. I remember they, re- yeah. They won 14. They were nominated for 14. They won 11. Yeah. So they, they got both. Like the, Yeah. They got both. Yeah. Um, but they're tied also with the most nominations. Oh. Can you name me one of those other two? And it's not that one. <laughs> uh, one is recent, one is from 1950. Oh. Which uh, I think had Catherine Hepburn. I want to say, <laughs> I want, I'm going to try to guess the recent one. Uh, what's it? What's it? It did not. That's Star a Wars? <laughs> Incorrect. Dang it. La La Land. Oh. Oh, okay. And the other one was all about Eve. Yeah, I've never heard of that. It's a really good movie. Now since I saw that cover, Betty Davis is really a good actor, actress mm. in it. And oh. it makes sense that it won a lot, because mm. I remember watching it, and I was like, holy crap, that was a really awesome movie. Nice. Yep. So I think you were amazing in your movie talk. Or you went as expected. <laughs> so some of those were yeah. pretty tough. Yeah. Um, so we're going to start ending the podcast. Um, we're going to talk about one other controversy that the Oscars have done recently. Yes. And we talked about this one earlier. And I think it's fantastic that it happened. Mm. And also in poor taste, but hilarious. Yeah. Um, Seth MacFarlane in 2013 decided to have his opening monologue just talk about all the women and the movie scenes that they were in that they exposed themselves. Yeah. I see this came out <laughs> this came out five years ago and five I years don't ago. remember this happening, but apparently it was a big thing. It was. Yeah. And um, there was backlash and the Academy defended them for creative freedom. Yeah. I think if you were a woman there and he said a scene like you did in the eighties, yeah. would you get up and just like walk out and be like F F you, Seth MacFarlane. I, I did that when I, mean, I was he, young. He's definitely writing a line there, but I mean, honestly, if I was the Academy, I think I'd probably defend him too, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, because it was like things that, yeah, like stuff that they did like back then. It's kind of like you know, it's like 
uh, things that happen now, like, you know, don't seem funny, but then you think with things that you look back 20 years, like, are kind of funny. So, you yeah. know, it'd be one thing if he was, like, pointing, like, you know, uh, female actresses, like, now, like, in, in the current things, like, back in 2013. I think that'd be, like, like why are you talking about this? But if, if they had been, like, back then, then I guess that's fine. And then, like, kind of, like, talk, kind of going off that with the whole, like, uh... Uh, uh, nominate or host controversies was the whole Kevin Hart thing, which I didn't know that was for the Oscars. But yeah, like um, removing him from being host, being a host because of tweets that he said how many years ago? Like, yeah. I think that was like 2010, 2011. It was a while ago. Yeah, it was a, like almost a, a decade. Yeah, and he's a comedian, and obviously, like things that you say ten years ago. Obviously, aren't like gonna be like okay now, like you know, and we understand that. Like, it'd be one thing if he was still like talking like that today, um, but he doesn't, you know. Like, and I feel like people are giving him a lot of heat for stuff that he said, uh, you know, ten years ago when that was basically okay to say because that was kind of like the social norm. Yeah, I think um, it's always okay to say, but you, sometimes you just. You just got to know you're going to get backlash if you say something yeah. that is in any kind of Because there's offense, stuff that you, you know. said, like, back in, like, 2010 that you probably would not say, like, now, you know? Like, I mean, yeah. I can go back to 2010 when I was, like, still in school, and the language and some stuff that I said, I'm like, I would never talk like that at all because, you know, you just learn from that. Like, you learn how that becomes not acceptable. And, yeah. 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 I think, yeah, I feel like... Comedians, they have no idea if it's going to be funny mm-hmm. or offensive until they say it, and then when when people react, they're like, "All right, this is what I, this yeah. is what I shouldn't say. This is what I can say." Yeah. And they always want to tote the line and go over it, as we said when we talked about that other controversies. Right. It's the comedians that are the ones that are doing it. Yeah. More. And they know like what is the social norm and they know where to push so obviously they're going to get the most heat yeah but but i think they also change the norms and also Mm -hmm. expose like yeah they they bring up problems yeah like you know you're laughing at this but like this is a real thing that like you know people are but you're just like oh it's just a comedy show you know so Mm, it's interesting and it's going to be interesting um for this 2019 academy awards the 91st Academy Awards. Which I knew. If you if you knew, you could have done the math really quick. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But um. But it'll be interesting yeah. with no host, right? Like they yeah. still like I'm surprised they didn't get a replacement. So they're just like, going to go hostless. I think yeah. they then they tried to go back and get Kevin Hart. Oh really? And they they were just like we can't do that anymore. Yeah. Like they, they had yeah, Alan come st- out and defend him and was like, no, you like you shouldn't have done this. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like showing, hey, people can say screwed up things. You don't have to like ruin their careers for the rest of their lives like yeah. I think Paula Dean that happened with they found like some video or audio of her from like 30 years ago saying the n-word <laughs> yeah. and then she loses like this big thing yeah you know so yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting are you going to watch it oh yeah definitely I mean I, I like to watch award shows just because mm-hmm. like there's always like some social um controversy and there's always like you know drama and the awards that like I want to win never really do win but I feel like 
the only one that I really care about is the animated. <laughs> the Spider-Man. Um, the Spider-Man, yeah, because it was my favorite movie of 2018, so I'll definitely check it out just to root for Spider-Man because of that. Yeah. Um, do you think they're going to get more or less people than last year to watch this because of the controversy with Kevin Hart? Oh, yeah. And maybe like, it'll be it the might first... be less political because there's no host? Right, yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Like, first time without a host, it'll be, it'll be cool. And it's always interesting... Um, to see, like, uh, yeah, what kind of controversies that they have, like, you know, like, with the whole, like, Me Too movement that's been kind of happening, like, I want to say, like, last year there was, I don't know if it was the Oscars or the Grammys or it was some award show that was, like, it was, like, really the main focus of the awards, like, you know, these actresses and even some actors, like, you know, showing support for the Me Too movement, um, so I'm curious to see, like, what the next kind of movement is for the Oscars this year. Oh, yeah. And it'll be interesting to see, like, who says stuff on stage mm-hmm. addressing these issues that have happened mm-hmm. in the past yeah. year since the last time they had it, because things have changed in all of these cases. Yeah. I think Kevin Spacey's now in court mm-hmm. going over his. Oh, yeah. Like, his, his say anything deal. about House of Cards. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and Did the, you like, see the that YouTube video that he released? Yes, I haven't yeah. watched House of Cards, but I heard it was based yeah. on the president he plays in that. Yeah, yeah, I, I never watched the show either, but yeah, I'm like, oof, okay. It just seemed really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. yeah, but uh, thanks for joining for the last hour of your time. <laughs> yeah, thanks mm-hmm. for having me. It was really great. I love listening to podcasts, and it'll be cool to actually hear myself on a podcast, so mm-hmm. I'll be listening to this on my car ride to work. Yeah, well, thank you, Stephen, for joining the show, reaching out. And I think this is something we can do every once in a while, talk about movies. We, there is a movie club I heard you are our <laughs> vice president of now. Yeah, just something to talk about movies at, at work. Like, I watch a bunch of movie pod. Well, actually, I only watch, like, two movie podcasts. Um, so it's always interesting to see, like, watch movies with, with coworkers or with friends and mm-hmm. see, like, what their views are and really dissecting the art of movies. So I really want to get more, even more into that in 2019. Nice. Well, thank you, Stephen, once again, and thank mm-hmm. you, listeners, for listening to the podcast, um, episode 13, Movie Talk. <laughs>